Have you ever gotten up in the middle of the night and tried to move from one room to the next without turning on the lights? Have you ever been on a camping trip or been outdoors and tried to walk through the woods in the dark on a night where there is no moon? Have you ever been sitting at home and suddenly unexpectedly from out of nowhere had the lights go out? To be in utter darkness, even for just a few moments, can be disorienting and scary when it happens to us. I can remember as a little boy, some of my most terrifying moments in my young life were when a storm would blow through unexpectedly and knock out the electricity in our homes. And it would always be when we did not have candles close by nor any lights or sorry, any batteries in the flashlights to make them work. As an adult, I find that I'm not quite as frightened when the lights go off anymore, but I still feel the disorientation and shock when I suddenly and unexpectedly find myself in the dark, unprepared. And it certainly doesn't take a power outage on a stormy night anymore to plunge me into that kind of darkness. It can happen when someone informs me of something I should have known about, but somehow didn't see or didn't take, make note of or when I have to quickly step into a situation without knowing any of the details beforehand. So much of life really, I imagine you're thinking of this as well right now, happens that way for us. And during this holy season of Lent, we're being called to step out again into life's inky darkness and to somehow walk through that darkness, trusting and believing not in ourselves, but in God as we look to try to find the light. But to trust that you can, for these 40 days and beyond, step into and stand within the blackness of sin and somehow be able to acknowledge it, to repent of it, and to be reconciled to God and one another takes a tremendous amount of faith. Nothing short of complete and total trust in a light that we often can't make out in the rush of our everyday lives and in the mistakes that are made. This morning on the second Sunday of our Lenten journey together, we encounter one of the earliest stories of trust and deep faith in the Holy Scriptures. And it comes to us from the first book of the Old Testament, the book of Genesis. And it's the story of the calling of Abram. Abram, as most of you know, will eventually be renamed by God Abraham. And he's called by the Lord this morning to pack up everything to leave his tribe, to leave his kinfolk, his ancestral lands, and to journey in faith into an unknown country. Now, in the tribal life of the ancient Near East, kinship ties and tribal territories were the only assurance that people had of food and shelter and protection. To strike out and leave one's own land was to accept the tremendous risk and danger of failure, of death, of starvation. And yet that is exactly what the scripture this morning is telling Abram to do. And it's exactly what he follows God's direction with. He trusts in God so much and has so much faith in God's promise that he seemingly defies all logic and leaves everything at God's behest, striking out into what must have looked like terrifying darkness to him and to his family. And in this morning's gospel, one of my favorite gospels in the entire New Testament, we meet again Nicodemus, 
who we are told also is striking out into darkness to come to Jesus. In fact, the Gospel of John tells us that he comes to Jesus by night. Nicodemus was a well-established Jewish cleric, a Pharisee, deeply respected in the circles of the Jewish religious leadership, always following the law to the T, 613 of the laws of Moses. Because of his station in the Jewish religious hierarchy, Nicodemus simply could not afford to be seen visiting this itinerant prophet, someone like Jesus who's being talked about in the community. He can't go and find Jesus in the middle of the daytime, so he waits for the cover of darkness, and the Bible says he steals away to Jesus in secret. But of course, there's always more when we read the Gospel of John. And this morning, there's more to that simple description of Jesus going, or sorry, Nicodemus going to Jesus by night to avoid being seen and recognized. It is also describing a benightedness that falls on Nicodemus, an apparent inability by Nicodemus to let go of the stumbling blocks that he encounters, to let go of the law in his life and faith in God and understand who this prophet, this person in Jesus might possibly be. Jesus, we are told in John's gospel, begins immediately to challenge Nicodemus's life. He explains to Nicodemus that what he is bringing to this world is something amazing new and a fulfillment and completion of what already has come to pass in those laws of Moses. And Jesus tells Nicodemus that to enter into this new promise and this new understanding You must be born of it again and anew. Jesus says, what is born of flesh is flesh, and what is born of spirit is spirit. Jesus in this moment is asking Nicodemus to leave that night and to come into the day and to let the daylight transform him into something fresh and new. To quote that wonderful language that Jesus himself spoke from 1611 in the King James Version of the Bible. Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, I remember the old Baptist preachers of my childhood saying that phrase over and over again, hammering the pulpit for hours at a time, telling us down on the sinner's bench in the front, ye must be born again. And in this season of Lent, brothers and sisters, I have to tell you, I've learned that they were actually right the whole time. We must be born again. This is what Jesus is really saying to all of us when he speaks it to Nicodemus. When we leave the darkness and come again into the light of Christ, we must be transformed and made new again. And it is through our reconciliation with God and with those who we've hurt in our families and in our communities, that transformation begins to take hold. It's that gift that comes first with the transformation that follows. It's in this way that we're born again and again and again and again into the love and the light of the kingdom of God, Jesus proclaims, when we follow him as his disciple. Jesus says to Nicodemus that being born again from above is like stepping into a powerful wind. We know the wind is there. We feel it blowing across our faces. We feel it pushing us physically with its force, yet we don't really know where exactly it's coming from. 
and it doesn't always fit into the categories we've created to understand it. Jesus uses this image of wind masterfully in John's Gospel to challenge Nicodemus and to challenge all of us to be prepared for something new on the other side of the darkness, something that he's bringing into existence, something he himself embodies for the whole world. And at the end of this wonderful lesson in the Gospel, we don't really hear how Nicodemus responds. In fact, when we get to verse 22 of chapter 3, Nicodemus fades out of the story completely. And it seems that Nicodemus is unable to comprehend and to have that same faith that Abram had when he, Abram, was standing before God. Now later in John's Gospel, we will see Nicodemus again. Nicodemus will be there in chapter 7, defending Jesus amongst the Pharisees though he doesn't completely step into the light there. And he will again appear in chapter 19 of John's Gospel, this time coming out into the light to anoint the Lord's body with myrrh and with aloe and to lay that body into the tomb after crucifixion. It seems that in the end, Nicodemus came out of the night and into the sunlight and finally accepted the words of Jesus in that wonderful verse we all have heard before, verse 16, John 3, 16, when Jesus says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent, did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. This is a message that wouldn't have made sense to Nicodemus in the beginning, because in his mind, God had given the law, and people needed to follow the law. And if you broke the law, you failed. But it's out of the love that God has for his creation that he sends his only son to allow people to experience God and to believe in God, and through their belief, find that they can have everlasting life. And then to see their life reborn and renewed through water and the Spirit so that that which is earthly is overcome by that which is spiritual. Not in a way to overcome the flesh, because flesh means something in Christianity. Our bodies are made in the image of God. So it's not to overcome the body with the spirit, but to allow all of it to come together perfectly, to be able to live as God intended us to live, understanding eternal life and living into the love that God has. This, brothers and sisters, is the heart of the gospel message. It is the light for the candle that we need in the darkness that falls around us. It's the flashlight in the closet with fresh batteries. It's the light switch waiting for us to turn it on and illuminate everything that surrounds us. The good news to Nicodemus and to all of us is a promise of a saved world and an eternal life for all who would be born again and transformed by believing in God, not by fulfilling the rules of the law, but having those laws transformed by believing in the love that God has. Like Nicodemus in this holy season of Lent, we too are coming to be with Christ out of the darkness of night. We call him Lord and we hear him say to us in the midst of the chaos of this world, in the face of violence and war and poverty and frightening disease and viruses and a world that rob us of our hope, 
Jesus calls us to be born again and to trust in him and the hope that he brings to us. We must step into that wind and feel it coursing through us. We must step into the darkness knowing that we have the light in Christ, God's only begotten Son. And that light is all we need to move through the fear and the darkness of this world. Thanks be to God.